My dad died. I miss my friends because of... I don't know how to tell my friends that. I want to help my friends. I don't know how. The pandemic has left me feeling very lonely. How can I best support students in my classroom? My uncle abused me. The morning meeting is meant to be a place to let you know that you are not alone. We can get through this together. So join us. Listen, learn, share your stories. This is the morning meeting. Hello, I'm Mandy Zucker, host of the morning meeting. Today on the show, I'm speaking with Abby Hennigan. Abby is a music therapist and a singer songwriter based in Boston, Massachusetts. As a musician, she used songwriting as a means to cope after losing both of her parents when she was a teenager. She also created a blog called Young and in Loss and is a program assistant at Hope Floats, a nonprofit bereavement and education center. I'm excited for our conversation today. Abby Hennigan, thank you so much for coming on the Morning Meeting Podcast. I'm very excited to have you today. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I was introduced to you by Cynthia Whipple, who you know through Empower Her. And we had talked, I talked to Cynthia on a previous podcast about Empower Her. And it sounds like some really good work that they do over there too. Yeah. Um, I found out about you through Empower Her and Cynthia. And um, I'm so glad that she was able to connect us. <laughs> Why don't you um, introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us a little bit about what you do. Yeah, so I grew up in Hopkinton, Massachusetts. I now live 30 minutes south of Boston in Abington. And I recently graduated from Berkeley College of Music with a degree in music therapy. So I am a singer-songwriter and a board-certified music therapist. I work part-time at a grief center called Hope Floats Healing and Wellness Center as their program assistant. And yeah, how I kind of got into that, my story of loss is I'm 24 now. I'm about to be 24. And when I was 16, I lost my mom. And when I was 18 years old, I lost my dad. You don't hear that very often. Um, you know, two losses at such a young age. So 16 was your first really significant loss. Can you talk a little bit about what that was like? You're 16, I don't know, sophomore, junior in high school, thinking about going to college? Yeah, um, I think I was a junior in high school. And it was the fall after I had I, my birthday's in May so I turned 16 and then right after that um, my mom started to get sick and we had no idea what was going on we noticed a lot of changes in her um, her mental state and she wasn't feeling well and it was like right around Thanksgiving time she ended up having a stroke and ended up in the hospital and was diagnosed with metastatic malignant melanoma that had was like stage four and beyond and had progressed to her brain and she passed in February. So it was really, really quick diagnosis and passing. Yeah. How did you deal with like all of that grief as your junior year in high school? We know is such a busy time. Were you thinking about college? Were you thinking maybe I'll hold off or and how did you get the support that you needed? I'm sure your dad was also struggling. So how did you get the support you needed to go to college? Yeah, it was, um, 
it was really difficult. I, I was always thinking about going to college. That was always the plan. Um, I wanted to be a nurse and I actually wanted to go to the same school my mom went to, Salve Regina. And um, in terms of support, like I couldn't have done, I couldn't have gone through it without my family. Um, I have a really supportive family, um, two older brothers and aunts and uncles and a great group of friends in the community that, you know, were there for me to support me through it. And then two years later, you said your dad died. So you were in college at that point or not yet? Um, so it's kind of a long story. So I did end up going to college after high school. I went to Berkeley for one semester and then I left Berkeley and I moved to Nashville for about six months. And while I was in Nashville, um, so I was 18 at the time, I got a phone call that my dad had passed. And um, so I'm just wondering about what it was like. You said you left school after one semester. And I'm wondering what sort of played into that decision and if the transition to college was really difficult. Yeah, I think the transition to college was really difficult for me. I think I was dealing with a lot of grief that was kind of shoved under the rug and not really fully um, dealt with. And I, I went to college because I thought that was the right thing to do. And when I was there, it just wasn't the right place for me. Um, at the time, my, my parents had, were going through a divorce when my mom had passed. So my dad was struggling financially. He had just lost his job. So there were a lot of things going on that just, it didn't work out. And I had to leave after the first semester. You went to Nashville, not back home. So I was home for a few months. I was home for the spring. And then right after my 18th birthday in May, I packed up my car and my dad and I drove to Nashville and I moved down there. That's a, you know, another huge move, a huge transition. And then your dad died shortly after that. Yeah, um, I was there for about six months. And in October, I got the phone call that my dad had passed. And he, he died by suicide. He took his own life. Wow. So that's so complicated. You have a mom who died from cancer, a father who died from suicide. What's going through your mind at that point? You're 18 years old. I mean, it all just kind of feels not real or at the time felt not real. Like it was just like, I, I can't even believe this. Um, yeah, it was really shocking in every way. So like what kind of support did you have then? Who's taking care of things at home and um, how are you managing so far away? Right, so when after he passed i i moved back home um because i'm from massachusetts all my family was there and i just didn't have the support system that i needed in nashville to stay there um so i have like i said like when i was in high school i have a really amazing group of of friends and family and my aunts and uncles um and my brothers who were there to support me and, you know, we had a lot of things that we had to sort out, like we had to sell my house and, um, you know, my, my aunt and uncle, um, my dad's sister stepped in and really helped us with that. And, um, 
I'm forever grateful for all of them because I don't like me and my brothers were just kids, you know, we didn't know how to do any of that stuff. So we wouldn't have been able to do it without them. Now, I know you said you're about to be 24, so not a kid. And yet, you know, 16 and 18 is not that long ago. Um, so as much as, you know, I'm sure there's been a lot of growing up that you've done in the past, you know, six, eight years, like it's still very recent. Like you're still, you know, at, at the age of 24, you're still dealing with so many transitions. You just graduated from college. You're like, you know, just starting your career. So many things are happening in your life. Like, how are you? How are you doing now? Yeah, I, sometimes I feel like it's been ages and then sometimes I feel like it was yesterday. And, you know, I I always think that grief is up and down and some days it feels like I've moved a little bit through it more. And sometimes it feels like it happens like recently and, you know, I'm, I'm doing okay. I, I am in therapy and I have a wonderful support system um and i'm just trying to continuously like make meaning and find a way that i can use my experience to reach other people and just keep going because i think that's all anybody can really do it's an interesting concept that you just brought up making meaning um i've talked about it before on the podcast and I'm wondering, like, how did you or how are you um, doing that? How are you? What are some of the things that you feel like have have made sense to you after this loss or that, you know, have come from this loss that you feel, you know, good about, proud of? I got into songwriting and music um, in a, as a way to help me cope with my grief and what was going on. And that kind of led me towards Berkeley and finding music therapy as a profession and I'm always trying to find ways that I can kind of merge the two and use music as a way to connect with people and help people work through what they're going through. Um, And like I said, I recently started working at a grief center and my hope is to try and start a music program there and to work with some of the kids there who have gone through similar things and use music as a way to help them express themselves and um, work through their grief. That's obviously a talent that you have, but what a beautiful way to incorporate, you know, your own gifts um, into, you know, your own grief and mourning and also in ways to support other people. How does that feel for you to be like part of a grief support center? Like you're obviously being supportive to other people, but you're dealing with a lot of loss yourself. So you're sort of surrounded, right? Like your professional as well as your personal lives are um, all about grief. Yeah, um, I'm right now I'm just doing that part time, but honestly, it feels like the perfect fit for me. You know, it's really nice to be surrounded by people that are so supportive and empathetic and just understand. I mean, almost everyone that I work with has come to their profession from a place of loss. And, um, you know, that's how it was started in the first place. So it's really nice to be able to 
feel that support and know that I'm doing something to help somebody like me. So it can be heavy at times, but I, I don't see myself, you know, feeling like something else could work out better for me. I um I think you know one of the if we could say meanings from COVID has been that this whole concept of like home stays at home and work stays at work has kind of gone away. And you know there's some good things and bad things about that, but I think one of the good things is that we've kind of realized we don't leave our home life at home when we walk into the door at work. So to be able to be surrounded by grief support at work, because you're still grieving at work, even if you are, you know, an accountant or a teacher or whatever you do, right? You bring that with you. And I think there's a bit of an awareness about that uh, since COVID. And I, I appreciate that from this pandemic. Talk a little bit more about, you know, what it's been like for you. You graduated college, so you're not living at school anymore, I assume, like, how have you gotten through? You, you mentioned that you've had, you know, supportive people in your life. How have those people sort of played a role? And, you know, I'm sort of thinking just about other people who may not have support systems like you do. What would be some advice? How to how to surround yourself with supportive people? Yeah. Um, so I, after I graduated, I had some roommates for a period of time. And then I decided I would like to live by myself. Um, so I actually moved closer to my family, um, and we live like five minutes down the street from each other, and um, specifically my mom's sister and her husband, um, you know, ever since I was little and things started happening with my mom's, my mom's health, they, they took me in and as their own, and I am like eternally grateful for everything that they've done for me. I, like I said, I don't know what I would have done without them and I'm I feel so terrible for people that don't have that kind of support so but I think there is support out there um for someone who might not have a close family member or friend that they can count on like there are there are grief centers um and if there's not one in your area you can find one you can try and find one online um they do virtual groups I know our center has started to do some virtual groups for out-of-state people. So there definitely are, are resources, and you don't have to be alone. You don't have to go through it alone. Um, so definitely reach out for help, um, whether it's a therapist or a support group or anybody, really. I think it's, um, you know, so you mentioned that you're in therapy, so you have that support. You have, you know, a job, so that's supportive, and you have family, and you have friends. So you've got, like, a lot of your bases already covered. One of the other things that you mentioned that has been helpful to you is is writing and singing music. And I don't know if you've had this happen where you've written a song or something and someone's reached out to you to say that your music has touched them But I also think that by doing things that you're passionate about, that allow you to express your feelings and your grief, um, that could bring people into you, you know, being vulnerable allows people to feel connected and close to you in ways that if you didn't put yourself out there might not happen. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of, of songwriting is being able to be your most vulnerable self and share your experiences and put them out into the world. And although it's so terrifying to do that at times, it's like that hope that 
just one person will listen to it and be like, wow, I didn't realize that somebody else felt that way or somebody else is going through that. And in that moment, they might not feel as alone in their experiences. And it, you know, they won't feel as alone. And also you won't if they reach out to you and say, you know, that was really powerful for me. Yeah. So it works both ways. I think being vulnerable is not just a way to be, you know, to get support, but it also gives support, um, which is also really important. What do you do outside of all of that? So outside of your work, how do you take care of yourself? Are there other things that you find to be particularly helpful or? Um, So yeah, outside of the grief work, I... I'm a performer and a songwriter, so I I write songs for a company called Song Finch, and people will submit um, a request, um, either for like an anniversary or a wedding or something like that, and I'll write them a personalized song. I also perform and do different gigs, like all around New England, at like restaurants and events and things like that. And what else? I am a huge advocate for like anything related to nature and exercise, going for walks, um, trying to, you know, drink lots of water and eat eat things that um, will provide energy and um, just doing things like that to take care of myself. You know, it's not always perfect, but I try. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I think you bring up a good point. And, you know, I know that Um, You would definitely not want to hear me sing, but doing things where you feel like, you know, you have a passion and it sort of takes you away is really like so important. So if that means that it's hiking or, or writing music or, you know, creating something, um, you know, through some other art modality, like, you know, pottery or photography or whatever it is, it's kind of important to like take a break and, focus on other passions, you know, it's okay. I think sometimes people feel this, this sense of guilt, maybe that they're enjoying themselves doing something else. But actually, it's really important to be able to do that, because you can't sit in that pain all the time. It's really important to be able to find things that, you know, fill your cup and fill you back up in order to keep going on. It's, it's super important. Well, I'm glad that you're doing it. And I'm really glad to learn a little bit about you and Um, And the work that you're doing, it sounds really important. And I'm glad that you're out there doing it. Oh, thank you. If, um, if people have questions or want to talk to you more about your own story or about their story, is there a way for them to reach out to you? Um, Yes. So I can give you my email. um, But I also have a blog where I write about my some of my experiences in grief. And it is called youngandinloss.com. And my my email is also on there. So you can find that and reach out to me with any questions. But I'm going to check that blog out. That sounds great. Young and in loss. I love that. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much to Abby for sharing your story today on the show. Now, we are going to take a much needed long rest from the morning meeting. Catch up on old episodes while we create new content for you coming this fall. And a sincere thank you to Tom Anderson for all of the podcast editing this year. I would not have been able to do it without you. That's all for now. Good morning to all of you.